Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Last episode, we spent some time covering the entire last section that we've been looking at for the last number of episodes, and today I want to do the opposite of that. Before we enter into Paul's next section of teaching, I want to do a quick overview of what I think Paul wants us to see as a whole from this argument, all right? And then what we'll do is we'll take a number of episodes and specifically work through it. So, I'm going to read slowly, as best I can, a number of verses, this whole next section, Colossians 2, 16 through 23. And then, I'm going to give you what I think the main overview of this section is, and then we'll just kind of meditate on that. And hopefully, that will serve us well as we get into the specifics over the next couple episodes. So, let me read Colossians 2, verses 16 through 23. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are shadows of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism and worship of angels, going on in detail about visions puffed up without reason by a sensuous mind, and not holding fast to the head, from whom the whole body, nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments, grows with a growth that is from God. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to the things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings? These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. At the end of Paul's letter to the Colossians, one of the very last things he says to these Christians is to remember my chains. You see, Paul is writing this whole letter while he is in prison. He's literally in shackles, in chains for preaching the gospel. So I want you to let your mind go to that imagery. Imagine Paul in a dingy, dirty, small, smelly, dark prison cell with shackles or chains binding him. Very little food, very little clothing, very little signs of life. Most likely these chains are around his wrists, potentially even his legs. His movement is limited within this prison. These chains, they keep him in this dark cell and they prohibit him from any sense of true freedom to live and move in the world. Well, in the section that we're heading into that I just read for us, starting in Colossians 2.16, it's Paul warning the Colossian Christians, not of physical shackles, but spiritual shackles. 
So much like his freedom is limited, his life is bound in by these chains, he is stuck in the darkness and dirtiness of this cell, he is going to teach us that there is such a thing as not just physical, but spiritual chains, things that cause us to lose our freedom and and to live and move in life, things that bind us in a spot that we cannot grow from that keep us in a dark and dingy spot in life. And his warning in this next section to the Colossians and to us today, honestly, is not to submit to spiritual shackles, but to live in freedom. Now, think back for a moment about what we've seen in Colossians so far. Paul has pressed over and over and over again, we don't need to go anywhere else for spiritual life, depth, or vibrancy. We need to go to Christ. All spiritual life and growth come from being in Christ. Yet for so many of us, we have lived a life of being enslaved or chained to other things. And even when we do become Christians, we often go back to those same things. You know, there's an odd and unfortunate comfort in those chains of old. It's what we know. It's the place that feels like home. It feels safe and like we are in control. Is the dark prison and limited freedom fun and life-giving? No. But is it what feels normal? What feels known? What feels like we have control? Yes. Therefore, we unfortunately go back to the chains. And Paul says in his letter to the Galatians that we have been set free. Therefore, he says, do not go back into slavery. For freedom, you have been set free. You know, just imagine if Paul would have been set free from this physical prison. He steps out into the real world. The light of the sun hits his eyes. The warmth immediately warms his face. The birds chirping and people talking immediately hit his ears. He smells freshness and food. He sees the world that is around him. But imagine the sensory overload of all of that after being in a dark prison cell. All of this freedom and beauty smacks him at the same time. It it feels overwhelming. It all feels so unknown out of his normalcy and control that he had in prison. So he immediately, let's say, runs back into the prison. He grabs those old shackles. He locks them around his wrists. He sits in his old spot against a cold and cracked brick wall. You would say to him, Paul, you're crazy. You're a free man. Yes, it's unknown. Yes, it's a big world. Yes, it's overloading your senses. But that's freedom. That's the world. That's beauty. And yet, spiritually, we all too often do that exact thing. We return to our shackles. We have been set free in Christ. The beauty of the light of the world begins to impact our heart. The warmth of his love and intimacy envelops us. The hope and expanse of our future life with him suddenly becomes overwhelming. All hope and love and goodness fills us to our core in Christ. And we say it's too much. It's too scary. It's too out of our control. It's 
too unknown. It's not the slavery that we've been used to. It's not the darkness we've lived in. It's not the pretend control and comfort that we've known. So we grab those spiritual shackles and we place them on our wrists. We consistently walk into the light and then back into our old cell because it's familiar. Paul is going to tell us, plead with us, urge us, give up those spiritual shackles of the things of the world. Do not fall back into that. That's where we're headed for the next handful of episodes. So today what I want to do is just one thing. I want to encourage you to do one thing with that idea of spiritual shackles that we place on ourselves. I want to encourage you to take five minutes, literally five minutes today and genuinely pray to God asking him to reveal the shackles that you run to. We need to know, what are the shackles? Now, some of you, they're already in your mind. You know, you maybe are incredibly self-aware of the things you enslave yourself to. Maybe some of you, you've never really thought of it. That seems abstract. Now, I'll say this, over the next few episodes, we're going to start to explore some different ideas, but before I hand you some options, I want you to ask the Spirit of the living God to speak to you. I want you to just see if the Lord might prompt something in you. So here's my encouragement today. Take five minutes and pray asking if there are some spiritual shackles that he might want to bring to mind. Now, let me suggest just one way to do this. If you're used to these kind of moments of prayer, then you do whatever works for you. But if that's new to you, let me encourage you uh, in one way to do this. Take about one minute or so and just quiet your mind and your heart. Just focus on breathing and slowing down. That is foreign for us. And if we're going to hear God, we need to get the distractions out. So take one minute and quiet your mind and heart. Then take one minute to ask God to show you your spiritual chains that you place on yourself. So where you use something in your past or something of the world that begins to take priority over Christ. So a minute just quieting yourself and a minute just asking the Lord. Then I would encourage you, take one minute to read Colossians 2, verses 16 through 23. That's the theme of this passage. So ask the Lord and then read the section of scripture. And then lastly, take two minutes to listen silently. And I would encourage you, just as you're listening, jot down what comes to mind, an image a person, a situation in life, a memory. Just see what God brings. Something may feel random, coincidences, whatever. Just jot it down. Throw down. Here's the image that came to my mind. Here's a memory that popped up. This person immediately came to mind. And I'm not saying everything is going to be from the Lord, but just jot some things down and and that's something to start with. And we'll begin to pray through that. And then from this point on, We'll keep looking at this passage and we'll see if God doesn't just help you maybe walk in some freedom in Christ. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, 
and peace. Peace.